encouraging, inspiring, and equipping leaders. This is Coach and Joe. Welcome to Coach and Joe. I'm here with Mike Hardegree. I heard you say one time when you were at Ar- Auburn University, your your buddies called you Hardegree. Yeah, it's funny. I find myself saying, "Where's Hardegree at?" Maybe that's that <laughs> that Auburn that Auburn University. That's the only thing I can find wrong with you. Um, You're not even a diehard, are you? No, not really. Yeah, you've fallen in love with Jesus so much. It's like, I don't even know who they're playing. Well, when, when it was 40 years ago, that makes a difference too. <laughs> I, I think I'm such a diehard bulldog because it has as much to do with connecting to my dad and oh, yeah. my sons mm-hmm. or maybe some idolatry. I don't know. Maybe the Lord will deal with me on that. <laughs> I am really stirred up. I, I'm stirred up a lot, but I'm like really stirred up for this talk because it's fresh revelation. Mm. Ephesians 1 17, Paul says, I keep yeah. praying that they give you the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Yes. Wisdom, Sophia, mm-hmm. it's learned. Like I'm, you know, you read a book to learn, you read the scriptures to learn. Revelation's not the same as Sophia wisdom. I actually don't know the Greek word, but I do know what it means. To you, what's the difference in, because you operate in both? Mm. I'm curious. Can you discern the difference in both those wisdom and revelation? I think so, but if you ask my wife Patty, she may uh, disagree with you on the wisdom part. <laughs> but <laughs> no, wisdom is knowledge applied well, and revelation is is uncovering of things that are hidden. Oh, man, I love it when the Father does that. Yes, you do too. I do. I do. That drives you I more. I love it. I love it. You, you and your wife, you've been mentoring my wife and I for quite a while, and it's a, a fun relationship. More is caught than taught. That's how great relationships are. The one thing I've noticed about you, you live for that. I do. I, I grew up Baptist. I used to call me Epiphanies. Mm-hmm. So like the charismatic say words of knowledge, which is 1 Corinthians 14. 1. Well, Baptists say wisdom, discernment. But what I'm saying with Revelation is it's those moments of, whoa, yes. even on something you already yes. knew on a high level. Yes, and, it's, and it goes deeper. Yeah. I, I got to tell you this word. So um, I went up with couple of people to the Sid Roth show yesterday and I'm getting ready to, uh, looks like I'm going to be on their show to talk about my journey, my testimony from nervous breakdown to praying for blind eyes, seeing them open to walking in friendship with God. But on the way up there, the father showed me a picture and he's never shown me this before. And on the land here in Greenville, I saw all these pearls and I said, father, what is that? And he says, the media department, uh, at the garden Greenville is increasing because I've given pearls to those mm-hmm. I've trusted in leadership there, and you're one of them. Mm-hmm. And he said both uh, the enemy and the angelic are drawn to this because what what is so valuable, that's what Solomon asked for, mm-hmm. this the pearls of wisdom. So would the Lord say, don't cast your pearls before swine? Mm-hmm. That's how revelation is. It's like that million-dollar or two-million-dollar pearl of, Father, I never knew that. Yeah. 80% of the revelation that I get is when I'm reading the Word. And yep. it, it, it's a precious pearl, like you said, that's uncovered. And Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like that, is a, pre- a precious pearl that's discovered. And uh, when you discover that and when it's unveiled, uncovered in that kind of a revelation, yep. it just, it, it your heart leaps. You know, there's passage in Acts where it points to, and God opened, he opened their mind to the scriptures. So it's weird because like, Sophia is learning the scriptures, but that revelation is when the Holy Spirit just, he taps on that mind and all of a sudden he opens your eyes to it. Yes. And so here's what I know, Mike. He tends to feed the hungry. That's 
That's right. And the hungrier we get for wisdom and revelation, it happens. Yeah. So this is a podcast designed to help marketplace leaders fall in love with the Father and lead really well. That's it. Mm-hmm. We believe that the Father wants these leaders to be so successful in whatever they're leading that other people drive states away to learn, how are you doing yes. what you're doing? And we know how they're doing it because you get connected to the Father and great things seem to happen. You're walking in your da, yep. which gives you the capacity to hear and to obey. And when you hear and obey, there's about 5,000 scriptures that says, if you will hear and obey, I want to bless you, I want to prosper you, I want to make your life full and abundant. Let's talk about yada and not go too quickly because some people listening are like, what? Oh, They hear yada, yada, yada. Yada, you're coming out of Jeremiah 9, 23 and 24, way before the cross. Mm -hmm. If any man boasts, let him boast about this, that he knows me. That he knows me. I like how you say it, ongoing. Yes, progressive. And then, so Paul says it thousands of years later, this is what I want. I want to know Christ. Yes. Gnosko is a Jewish idiom for sexual intimacy inside the context of marriage. Actually, the first time that it was used when Adam knew Eve and they bore a child, it was that kind of intimacy. But here's what a lot of marketplace leaders don't realize. That's more important than getting LinkedIn, than uh, working on your resume. Yeah. Not that those things are bad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to school right now. I tell you what I'd take over that, yada. Mm-hmm. There are benefits in the marketplace to yada. You Absolutely. Saw, you saw it for how many years? Uh, 42. 42. Yeah, no, 44. 44, yep. I'm curious. I've never asked you this. I'm curious. Did you notice a progressive um, increase in productivity in the marketplace as it related to your progressive yada? There's no question. Yeah, you want me to expound on that? Well, I'm sitting here. Yeah. Let's let's go to the scripture because I felt like the Father's showing me something. All right, yada has benefits. Mm-hmm. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Forget not all his benefits. Yep. Benefits. Yep. Or how about Proverbs? Uh, the, talking about the wealth is of the Father, adds no sorrow to it. The yep. blessing of the Lord brings wealth, adds no sorrow to it. Proverbs 10.22. So we love talking yep. about Yada, intimacy, oh, yeah. friendship yes. with God. Yes. Let's now look at the other side of the coin. There's benefits to friendship with God. Absolutely. I don't care if you run your own uh, business, uh, you're an accountant, you're a football coach, mm-hmm. lead pastor, whatever you're leading. It starts in covenant with intimacy. But then there is the conversation of, okay, covenant does lead to progressive wealth in all five capitals mm-hmm. in product development. Mm-hmm. Let's read this passage. Why don't you read this oh. passage? Let's take a deep dive into it. He's it, got a really strange name. He's in the life of Moses. Read this, and we'll jump into it. This is Exodus 31, uh, verses 1, 2, and 3. And the Lord said to Moses, See, I have called by name Bezalel. That is an odd name. He's the son of Uri, the son of Hur, and of the tribe of Judah. And I have filled him up. Uh, I love this. I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and ability, in understanding and intelligence and in knowledge and in all kinds of craftsmanship to devise skillful works to work in gold, silver, and bronze because he was the craftsman designed to build the tabernacle of God. Hang on, that's a lot. Repeat it. It's wisdom is first. What's second? Yeah, this is Amplified Classic. Wisdom. Uh, The Spirit of God in wisdom and ability. Yep. 
in understanding and intelligence and in knowledge. And I bet you that word knowledge right there is yada. I bet a hundred bucks. Yep. Explain this uh, from your own understanding of this passage uh, and from your testimony at Titex. And that if, if a, if a group of marketplace leaders were sitting here, you are so passionate about, you got so much revelation on this passage. I'm going to be quiet. Talk about what the father has shown you here. Okay. Well, it, it's real simple. Um, two years ago, he put it into words for me, but it, this some, one of those things that was an idea that was gelling for literally decades in my business career. But he, he's, uh, the Lord succinctly told me that the greatest advantage that uh, the greatest unfair advantage any businessman can possibly have is to walk in deep friendship with me because he is the God of all knowledge. He has the answer to every problem, every, every single one. He already, ha- he knows the problem before you even have it before you know about it. He already has the answer. He's the God of all resources. If you need working capital for a business, if you have a payroll coming up and you don't have the money, he has it all. So walking in friendship with him is the greatest unfair advantage any businessman can possibly have. I will tell you my story and you know it well, but there's probably a couple places recently you don't Mm -hmm. know. Uh, I I come from a lineage of business owners, marketplace leaders. My dad's been very successful in business. When I took the job as lead pastor here, uh, actually in this room, Mm -hmm. I told the elders, I said seven or so years down the road, I'll lead here and I will not get paid here. A lot of times when you prophesy, it's like, what, what's that all about? Yeah. Well, I'm playing golf uh, three years ago. I get done playing golf, and I just thank the Father because I'm a big believer in gratitude. I said, Father, I just want to thank you that uh, this is before I knew you. I want to thank you that I can play golf here. And he said, you'll be very successful in business one day. And I said, what business? Because I wasn't talking to him about that. And he said, real estate. And, you know, the Father has a sense of humor, and he's not a robot. And so a lot of times I just... I'm real with him. I said, you sure you're talking to the right son? I don't know. You got a busy, you're busy. And I said, okay. He said, you'll own multiple businesses. Mm. So here's what I've learned. You got Zachariah and you got Mary. Zachariah mm-hmm. was full of doubt and that didn't go good. God shut her mouth up, shut his mouth up. And Mary said, okay, how's this going to happen? I just said, okay, how's this going to happen? And I'm telling you, it was about two months later. I don't know if I, I may have told you this when we were in Montana. I knew that you would mentor me. I had no clue. And I knew it was in the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, am I crazy? Mm -hmm. Fast forward a couple of years through your mentorship and through, through spiritual capital and being filled with the spirit of God. I've started my own company, Mm -hmm. Norris hospitality, getting into short-term rentals. I see a pathway now where I'm going to lead at this church and in this movement that God's doing here and get paid from the outside. Mm-hmm. So not, mm-hmm. not, not, this isn't theory for me. Like we've started a podcast because I'm actually watching that happen mm-hmm. in my life towards the marketplace. Cause you said, um, wisdom well, first starts with being filled with spirit of God, which comes from Yada and wisdom, ability, understanding, intelligence, and knowledge. Mike, a lot of people think, well, that's for God will fill me for that for like serving the church. Most of life is in the marketplace. It is. That passage 
that passage is applicable mm-hmm. to any leader in the marketplace anywhere. Yes. And that's your passion. It, it is. Um, we were talking about this this morning in a business discipleship group early that uh, our work is a is just like worship when we come Sunday morning. It's like worship that you do when you serve uh, the folks of this church. But if you think about it, only maybe, what, 1% of people are actually on a church staff and 99% of people are in the marketplace who are working for a paycheck. And uh, so it makes sense that the ecclesia be the people going out into the marketplace. We gather here to be encouraged, to be trained, to be equipped, and then we're scattered out into the marketplace to transform the world. You know what's funny about our king? Think about when he came here. So the father sovereignly put him in a know-nothing place. You haven't been to Israel yet, have you? I have not. Mike. Nazareth is so tiny. Yeah. I mean, like insignificant tiny. Mm-hmm. When the Lord was here, most scholars think around 200 uh, people lived in Nazareth. Most, wow. Yeah. Here's what I noticed about, about Jesus. Mm-hmm. He's not driven by hype or big numbers. See, in the church world, we count success. How many people can we attract here? Mm-hmm. How many people, how many butts in the seats? But in the marketplace, the father may have a four-year journey for a marketplace leader where they only disciple one or two people. Mm-hmm. Did you ever meet Pat Williams in Spartanburg, South Carolina, who was mentored by R.E. Littlejohn? No, I did not. So Pat was the owner of the Phil- the Spartanburg Phillies. Mm-hmm. Remember them? Yes, I do. Single A, yep. you may have 400 people mm-hmm. at a game, and oh, that's being generous. Game, yes. You remember Duncan Park? It was over there. Oh, I've been there many times. What if I told you mm-hmm. that he got mentored by a multimillionaire who was so in love with Jesus that when he sneezed, it smelled like Yada? Oh. What if I told you that Pat Williams went on to become the owner of the Orlando Magic? Ah, I did not know that. Yes, he did. Wow. Guess what he attributes all of his success to? Being mentored for a decade by one man. Mm-hmm. R.E. Little John's uh, small, just think Nazareth, tiny. Mm-hmm. You know, if we were God, we probably we'd we'd hover above the temple in Jerusalem, and you know how we're drawn to drama as Americans. The Lord was drawn to Peter, James, John, small, yes, and they were marketplace. He grew up in a small place. Mm-hmm. We're looking for small opportunities to mentor those in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do so many people have a hard time with that concept, Mike? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, our church model, for some reason, got off track. Well, it, uh, you've taught on that, but hundreds of years ago, we got off track to the uh, to the big attractional model. And it's the exact opposite of the way church was done in the early church of the book of Acts. And those are the guys that turned the world upside down. Um, we asked uh, a marketplace class for our Garden College students a couple of weeks ago. I asked them, who are the biggest influencers of society and culture today? And it was, you know, Apple and Google and, you know, uh, Facebook, these uh, social media, Washington, D.C. They mentioned all kinds of things. Uh, No one mentioned the church as being an influencer of society and culture today. None of the kids did. I've never told you this, and it it makes sense to me now. Um, You know me. Father tells me to do something. I'm going to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. I waited in community. The father told me to fly out west and go to Facebook, Apple, and Google and get a rock off of each property. Have I told you this? Yeah, you have. Yeah. And I threw it back in the pond here. Yeah. And uh, I said, God, what is this all about? He said, I'm growing a place of innovation here. 
Oh. And I said, a place of innovation. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, God, if God can speak through a jackass in the Old Testament, he can take any of <laughs> Even you and me, right? <laughs> so I told Wendy, I said, okay. It's happening. Yes, it is. It's yeah. happening. Yes. He's bringing people like men like you, men like Bo Cable, Mikey, Michael Manley, Nikki Cable, Vicky Manley, these <laughs> leaders in the marketplace who love Jesus Christ. Yeah. They're not called to quote unquote serve God on a church staff. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna say so. I'm not trying to just be shocking for shocking value. The model of the church, it, this is not the model Jesus had in mind. I can prove yeah. it biblically. Yeah. All 12 disciples were marketplace leaders. Mm -hmm. The one that gave the biggest trouble was from Jerusalem. He was the most religious. Mm -hmm. He set up the ecclesia. I believe the devil realized he couldn't defeat the church, so he just joined it. Mm -hmm. And our passion, our passion is to help normal people develop intimacy with God yes. and then ask him, what is it that you have on me burning to do? Most of the time it's in the marketplace. And it's all written down in a book, your life, every day of your life, every moment Psalm of your life. One what? Psalm 139, uh, verse 16 and 17, I believe it is that he says there's a book in heaven written about each one of our lives God. every day and every moment of every day. And so the, stu huh. the stewardship of our lives is about walking in Yadah so that you can hear his voice so that you know what's in that book so that you can steward your life well, which leads us to great eternal rewards at the judgment seat of Christ. I'll tell you where I want to close right here is recently the father has opened my eyes again there's that revelation thing you know he conceals mm -hmm. until he does it and then you start searching that out he'll show you more and more yeah. and he showed me two things he showed me this property as an income generator mm -hmm. he showed me two things the pro uh, us transforming the property here to be a wedding venue mm -hmm. and he said chad you have a commercial grade kitchen yep i feel the presence of god yes. all over yeah. me right now yes. you feel that yeah, i am i have been since the beginning wow it, and I'm yeah. going, God, this is awesome. It's been right here the whole time. And so I'm talking to a, a friend of mine and processing what would it look like to really agree with the model of Ecclesia from right here. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I want to say one thing <clears throat> going back to Pat Williams. Guess what the number one secret he learned from his wealthy mentor that I loved love the father? If you are willing yeah. to help someone that can never help you, God will always open doors. Yes. You see, if wisdom, mm -hmm. ability, understanding, intelligence, and knowledge, mm -hmm. if it's only for you to make a bunch of money in the marketplace, you'll be very limited. But if you look for people to mentor that you can help in the mm -hmm. marketplace when the Father brings them across your path, God will increase all the capitals, including financial capital, if discipleship is at the core of it. Yes. So instead of just making money, Mm -hmm. you're saying, who who else can I help? Mm -hmm. Why is the Father wired that way? What is that all about? What do you think? Because um, you, you're talking about for discipleship mm -hmm. or for And, and helping someone prosperity. that can't help you. Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's the way, that's his model. That's the model of heaven, isn't it? Mm -hmm. um, so I've been in, in the marketplace class that I'm teaching at, that uh, if you look at it like a clock face, at 12 o'clock is fear of the Lord in Yadah. At 3 o'clock is hear and obey. At 6 o'clock is success because if you hear and obey, 
success and prosperity will follow. Success and what comes with success is influence because you have no influence if you're not a successful marketplace person. But when you're successful and the world measures success with how much money are you making, you have a voice. And when you have that voice, then it leads you to nine o'clock on the clock, which is authority and transforming the world which brings you back to Yada and the fear of the Lord. You run around that circle time after time after time. So that's how it works in the kingdom. You know what I would focus on if I was the devil? God wants you dirt poor. God doesn't want you successful. You're well, not worthy of anything. What if the Father wants you to grow in wisdom, ability, understanding, intelligence, knowledge? What if the Father is raising up billionaires who are in love with him that have influence on huge platforms? Imagine if a Jeff Bezos just fell in love with the oh, father and started mentoring. Yeah. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. I know I am. I feel like the father's teaching us as we go along. Yes. Be blessed. Spread the word. Uh, put this podcast on your platforms. Just two normal people who love God a lot. Uh, two limping, broken healers. We don't have it all figured out. But uh, Mike Hardigree does have a lot of experience in the marketplace. I'm, uh, I'm getting started in the marketplace. This is not something done in theory. We're giving it a go, and we're seeing it manifest here at Garden College. And here at uh, our local church called the Garden uh, Greenville here in Greenville, South Carolina. Love you guys. See you soon. Thanks for joining us on the Coach and Joe Leadership Podcast. Don't miss the Coach and Joe Talk Show on YouTube and check out coachandjoe.com for more resources, blogs, and merch. We will see you next time.